0: This is Up to Date on KCUR 89.3. I'm Steve Kraske. The public health emergency that the White House put in place in early 2020 is now set to expire on May 11th. For you, it may mean an end to free COVID vaccines and even free at-home tests. Here to give us a rundown on how this could affect Kansas City and Kansas Citians is KCMO Health Director Dr. Marvia Jones. Doctor, nice to have you back again. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Glad to be here, Steve.
0: You know, we don't talk much about this anymore, but where does Kansas City stand in terms of COVID cases these days?
1: Thanks, Steve. We are standing quite a bit in a better position than we were a year ago and certainly two years ago. So right now across the metro, we're averaging between 20 and 24 people hospitalized on average per day. Um, And in Jackson County, that's about three to five people. A year ago, we were looking at 77 per day across the metro. Wow.
0: And how about hospitalizations?
1: Yes, I'm sorry, that was hospitalizations. hospitalizations. Cases, we continue to not really know the full scope of what that looks like with the rapid uh, uptake and the prevalent use of those at-home tests. We continue to see that cases appear to be going down, but we hesitate to be really solid on that number just because we don't know. Um, how many people are taking them at home.
0: Because people test positive at home, they may not report it to anybody else. Exactly. Yeah. So what are the current guidelines if you have COVID or you wind up being exposed to COVID Doctor?
1: Right. So if you test positive for COVID-19, we really need you to stay at home for at least five days and isolate. You want to wear a mask for 10 days after ending isolation. So let's say you're starting to feel better. Um, After those five days, your symptoms are going down. You haven't had a fever in at least 24 hours. You're ready to go back Um, for
0: 10 days, you're saying wear a mask. Yes.
1: Or the, the CDC does offer an alternative where you can take a rapid test, one of those at home tests. At home, 48 hours apart, once you test negative twice, then you can uh, remove your mask.
0: So now with the White House, uh, th- this uh, uh, COVID public health emergency is expiring in May. People are going to have to pay for uh, pay out of pocket for vaccinations uh, and tests. Do I have that right?
1: If they're not insured, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what was happening under the emergency was that, or the emergency declaration, was that People were just being provided these vaccinations free of charge, regardless of insurance coverage. Now what we're going to see um, over this transition, and it is a multi-phase transition, not everything will take place at once. Mm. um, But once uh, some of these things come into effect in May, you will see insurance providers saying, hey, if we insure you, you need to go in network to get your care, uh, whether it's the treatment or the vaccination, and they'll cover that through your typical kind of coverage process. Underinsured people people um, will have to pay out of pocket, um, and then there are some changes around Medicare coverage as well. There may be some cost-sharing with that.
0: Now, Dr. Jones, as a public health director, I'm wondering what impact is, are these changes going to have on the numbers of people then who wind up getting vaccinated and the number of people then who wind up contracting the disease?
1: Well, what my um, biggest concern from the prevention aspect is that people will get sort of confused by all the changes. Um, The health department and the rest of the city will continue to message to folks, we will provide these now. This is a great time to come get your boosters. Um, This is the first time if you haven't been out before, this is a great time to do it. And you won't have to think about all those changes. Mm -hmm. So we do worry about confusion.
0: Are people still showing up at the Kansas City, Missouri (laughs) Health Department to get boosted?
1: They are. Uh, We're definitely not seeing the same numbers and we'd like to see more. But, yes, people still do show up.
0: We'll be back in just a minute. So, again, if you're not insured going forward after this public health emergency expires, uh, this could be a challenge because it might cost you 100 bucks for a booster shot. And, again, you wonder what that portends for the virus going forward.
1: Right. Um, One of the things that really kind of keeps me up at night a little is that so many people um, in that age 70 and up um, age group did not take their booster. They still have not gotten uh, their latest booster. Uh, And that's the group where we tend to see more of the hospitalizations. And Mm so our message continues to be, this is a great time, come out. Um, You may have kind of been in the house before, you didn't think you needed to get a booster, or we may not have been as clear as we could have been in messaging about why the booster was important. Um, But this is a great time to come get it. We anticipate more people mingling out and about, less mask use. This is a great time to come get that.
0: So again, in theory, you wonder if this might give new life to the virus going forward.
1: Well, the good thing, Steve, is that for this virus, as it continues to um, expose more people, more people are exposed to the virus. I should say, um, we do see a um, decrease in intensity of the virus. We do not mm. see the severity that we saw a year ago or two years ago.
0: Which is great news. It's obviously, great news. yeah, you know, I can't help but wonder, Doctor, as you look back at the last few years. What has the city learned in regards to what needs to happen to handle a pandemic like the one we just went through?
1: Yeah, see, we've learned a lot just about our gen- or general public health infrastructure. So we realize uh, that our lessons mirror those of the broader national public health infrastructure. You sure. know, we're, we're right in step with what they're learning, which are... Um, Things like the importance of better messaging risk. Certain people are at higher risk. Um, we, when we kind of make it sound as if everyone's at the same level of risk, people don't know how to act um, or people may distrust what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also understand the need for more clearly defined metrics for when certain restrictions or recommendations will be lifted. We sort of see people wondering, well, where are we now? things just sort of lingered without a clear delineation and with a novel virus um, that can be expected. But that's something we definitely have learned from.
0: So messaging and getting word out to the public in a clear way is something that maybe comes out of this thing.
1: Absolutely. As I, well,
0: I, I'm thinking there's been a lot of research going on in the public health field in terms of what we've learned about handling a future pandemic and lots of people going back and looking over what exactly happened to all of us here.
1: Absolutely. A lot of research there. This is, uh, some folks call it a hot wash or a review period where we look back and sort of critique ourselves.
0: How did your own family weather the pandemic?
1: Yeah, um, a lot of camping.
0: A lot of camping? (laughs) Did you actually go out and do do some of that?
1: (laughs) Yes, looking for activities. Um, We try to remember green space keeps your mental health um, taken care of, time with family. We saw a lot of people lean into family time and just exploring new ways to sort of survive the less physical aspects of the pandemic.
0: Uh, how prepared are we for future health outbreaks, future pandemics, Dr. Jones?
1: Well, surely we know that our weaknesses have been illuminated. Uh, this experience has shown us where we are when it comes to, obviously, messaging and communication, but also kind of what the baseline levels of understanding and even trust are with the public. So we we have a better sense than we did before of that, for sure. Um, we realize to be ready for the next uh, health outbreak, we need Additional investment in our infrastructure. And when I say that I'm talking about people and their skills, we know that burnout has translated to people leaving the field, particularly nurses, public health staff. We're going to need to attract a fresh set of people who are excited about this new frontier.
0: I just was going to ask you about that. We've talked on this show any number of times about the impact on the public health system. Lots of folks leaving the system out of frustration over political pressures or whatever. Have you seen any signs that the system is beginning to rebound from that?
1: Well, one of the things that encourages me is this national number around uh, students entering public health programs. Right, right. That is exciting. And we hope they consider Kansas City. KC Mo Health Department is hiring. Um, we are excited about that. We think that for many people, they may have kind of hastened a retirement or decided to change fields. But there's still an opportunity for people who are excited about stepping into what we know now and what we have now going forward.
0: Okay. Well, that's Kansas City, Missouri Health Director, Dr. Marvia Jones. Doctor, always good to have you here. Thanks for the update.
1: Likewise. Thank you.
0: Up to Date is produced by Zach Wilson, Reginald David, Elizabeth Ruiz, Zach Perez, and Hannah Cole. Our intern is Claudia Brancart. Our announcer and engineer is Paul Nakatura. Our theme music is composed and performed by the great Bobby Watson. I'm Steve Kraske. Thanks for listening.